This is not the time to get distracted. And this is not the time to go off course. This is not the time to lose your focus. Got a word to do for the Lord. The Believers Walking in the Way of Righteousness is now on the air. Our goal is to awaken you from the tradition and the errors of religion and bring you back to the simplicity of the gospel of Christ. If you have any questions or are in need of prayer, please stay tuned until the end of the broadcast. We will give you our website and our mailing address. So at this time, it gives me great pleasure to bring to you our minister, Brother James Ware. God bless you. Truly, we thank the Lord for being here another day by way of radio. I count it a blessing as well as a privilege to be able to come to you this day by way of radio. At this time, let me pray. Father, in the name of Jesus the Christ, I thank you. I praise you. I honor you. Lord, I thank you for this opportunity to be able to come to share a word with your peoples. Ask you to move in a special way that I may say something that may cause them to grow a higher heights and a deeper depths in you. But most of all, God, that one that is not converted, Lord, allow me to say something that may cause them to repent and seek out the righteousness. Father, we thank you. We praise you. I truly honor you in the name of Emmanuel, the Christ, amen. I tell you what, I want to say thank the Lord for you, you, and especially you. Oh, yes, yes. I'm telling you, it is a blessing to be here another day. Yes, it is. It's a blessing to be able to you hearing us another day. So many people have checked out of here, amen, and they are asleep waiting on the resurrection, amen. A lot of people are. But then there are some, amen, of you, the scripture declared that they did while they live it. And that's the hurting part. You know, a lot of people are dead while they live. And what you mean dead while they live? They're in a position that they can only see the day and not looking for tomorrow. And that's the sad thing. They're not looking for a general resurrection. They don't have their mind focused on that. They have their mind focused on uh, this cares, getting today, keeping it, and yet going forth to hold on to it as best they can. Amen. That's what a lot of, lot of believers are doing. But some of you are very sincere about your walk. And I thank God for those of you that are sincere about your walk. Now, why do I say I thank God for you that are sincere about your walk? Because, see, you could be as others not having no hope, but you got hope. Amen. You got hope. And sometimes with your hope, 
we need to grab even more faith in that which God would have you to do. That's the key word, grabbing faith, grabbing hope to faith in order that you might be that vessel that he can use in these last and evil days. Trust me, believers, something is going to change. I'm not just saying that because one or two people are saying that, but I do believe when you look at our situation, when you look at the circumstance that is around, you'll find yourself wondering what unhappened. You know, I mean, think about it. Those of you that's over 40 years old, think about how the world have changed in these last few years. These last few years, it's been a great, great change. And it's not the change for the good. Now, some of the things are changed for good. What you saying? Uh, technology, yeah, we're able to do this and to do that. And that's a good thing. But then everything is not a good thing. Everything is not. And it's pulling us away from the very thing that God designed for you to do. He designed for you to do something in this purpose. You had a purpose for being born here. You really did. I don't care what people believe, think, or hope. God allowed you, the Most High allowed you to be born for a purpose. Now, it's sad that you're going to not live your purpose out. That's the sad part. No, it ain't Brother Ware's way. It ain't this preacher way, that preacher way. It's the most high way. It's, I mean, he have established you. And he established you, and he did certain things in you that today you know that you are different. You know that you uh, uh, have been transformed in some areas. I, I, I mean, those of you that hadn't give, for, uh, gave up everything, having willing to give up all to follow Christ, you know deep in your heart, you know that there are some greater, higher heights and a deeper depths for you. Yes, we can go to these preachers that's very good. We got some preachers that's very good in, in, in motivational speeches. But it ain't about the motivational speeches. Nowadays, we got to get it together. It's about being that vessel in these last and evil days that some peoples can be transformed in your life. It don't look a long way off. Don't think you got to change the world. Just look in your household. Deal with those peoples that's right in your household. Let them see there's a difference between you and everybody else that's in the family. Am I telling you to be proud and and stand off obnoxious and all this? No, ma'am. No, sir. I wouldn't dare say that. But I am saying that you have to show forth a different. If there ever was a time that we need to show forth a different, now is the accepting time. Amen. Amen. Now is the accepting time. Why? Because so much is going on and we're seeing it, we're looking at it, and we're not doing, we can't we can do something about it, and we're not because we're focusing on me, myself, and I. 
And I was talking to uh, a friend, and uh, um, the, she was saying that so many peoples, they act like they on their own mindset. They want this person want to go that way, that person want to go this. Everybody think they got all truth, and 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 she she was right. That is the problem. The enemy, he's not no longer dividing. He's right in the midst of us. He's saying, look at him, look at her. They got this, they got that. And and as long as I can keep you divided, then we don't have no strength. And then uh, because we don't have no strength, we are not able to look at one another. I remember when Christ uh, began to talk to his disciples, and you all know it, but it, it bears repeating. Amen. And, and I'm going to go to it because it does bears repeating. And, and here's the deal. When he was teaching the disciples on his first sermon, as they call it, Sermon on the Mountain, he was talking about, uh, you know, taking oath and uh, don't steal. And he was giving, breaking down the commandments. Boy, he was making the commandments real difficult. It was shown up hard to live by his the way he was doing it because back in the day, at least you can say, I'm living by the uh, commandments because I'm not killing nobody. I ain't murdering nobody. But he was saying, if you do it with your mouth, you are just as guilty. And, and, and guess what, believers? A lot of people don't realize that they are constantly committing murder. But anyway, let's go to it, and uh, it's in, I know you're familiar, but I just want to deal with a couple of scriptures in it. And it is uh, St. Matthew's, or Matthew's, the sixth chapter. And I'll start at the fifth verse. You can read the whole thing. I'm not trying to nitpick through it, but I want to make a point on one part of it. And it reads as follows. And when thou prayest, you know, we all go and we pray and we talk to the Lord because we learn in the church that we, that's how we communicate with God. And you communicate with God by being in prayer, not knowing that God is around you in everything. But anyway, uh, he was saying, if we're going to pray now, listen, he said, when thy prayers, thou shalt not be as the hypocrite. Uh, for the, uh, listen now, don't be as the hypocrite, for they love to pray standing in the synagogue and on, in the corners. Let me, let me say something about that. That doesn't mean you can't pray in the synagogue. There's nothing wrong with praying in the synagogue, if someone uh, in the church in our day and time, in the fellowship hall or wherever you're at, you can pray there, but he's saying don't do it as the hypocrites do it. See, when they do it, you know, they even got some prayers on the song, and you can listen to the radio, and boy, this guy really praying, not praying, and and. You got some deacons, at least when I was going to the traditional church. 
and they used to call the deacons up and the deacon kneel down at the chair. And boy, he'll say, we here before the clothes uh, four walls and so on and so on. And he tell everybody that, you know, when it come time to die, lean my, uh, let me lean my uh, head upon thy breast and breathe out my life so sweetly and so on. That's the way the hypocrite play, folk. Uh, first of all, you don't have to say God the Father created the world. He know all this. We know that he knows this. So what's your purpose? Uh, saying all this stuff that laid the foundation, that scooped out the the sea, and that blowed your nostrils into all that is nothing but the show of the world. Okay, so Christ was telling him, say, don't do that. Don't you do that in the synagogue or on the corner. You know, we got some people that say God called them to preach. On the corner, and nothing, again, nothing wrong with you preaching on the corner. But what's your purpose? Are you preaching to uh, someone to get converted? Or are you preaching that you can condemn? You can tell the people that they, most preachers, I say most, now I hadn't heard them all. Now, most preachers that I hear, they, 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 they condemning everybody but the things that they're doing, you know, and, and I, I, I always wondered about that. I'm not saying it's wrong, no ma'am, not to the person that God lay upon their heart to go and minister on the corner, on the street corner. I have taught, I have went and passed out tracks. I have went and talked to people on the street corner at the ball field, at the park, and so on and so on. But the one that's doing it so everybody can look at him and say, don't that man or don't that sister really knows how to pray. Say, don't do that. He said, for the street, that, uh, on the street, that they may be seen. A lot of things we do, we do it to be seen. We are not doing it because of the fact that we love the Lord and we trying to get God, that God to give us glory on these things, we want people to say, boy, you sure enough can do this, or you sure enough can do that. Oh, man, Brother Ware can, can, can do this, Brother Ware can do that. And, 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 and I say that I'm praising myself, and I want people to praise me. And that's where the problem come in. And then it goes on. Uh, it says, um, and for valley I say unto thee, have their they already have their reward. That's their reward right there for the people to say that, okay? Now, just for the sake of uh, time, I want to drop down, if you would, with me. Well, I'm going to go. I'm going I to. It says, uh, but uh, thou when thou prayest, enter into a closet. Not necessarily mean the closet in your house, folks. Is said in a closet, in a quiet place, a place away from everybody. Shut the door and pray thy father, which is in secretly, meaning you're praying to God in secret. You're not praying. At the, at, you could have a room in your house. You could be walking on the uh, 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 
on the pathway or something, and you begin to talk to the Lord, you in the closet of your mind. You're not doing it. You're not speaking it so everybody can hear you. But you, you're, you're praying in secretly, and thy Father, which sees the secretly, shall reward you openly. You know, we don't, we don't believe God can see secretly things because a lot of things we do, we do in secret. In essence, we should know that he sees everything, but, of course, the enemy say, we're just going to do it. That's why a lot of stuff, when I often tell people, when you have to sneak around and do something, then guess what? You ain't got to ask nobody. It is sin most of the time. Now, on this occasion, when you're praying and secretly, you will get rewarded because you your motive is not for everybody to hear, to see what you're talking to God about. You're looking for God to reward you and openly. But when you pray, don't use vain repetition. Oh, wow, you know, uh, these words that everybody know, uh, you know, you want everybody to know you're speaking to the Lord. And you're using words that it's just sad. It's really sad to even get that way. But here's where we're coming from now. It says, but after this matter, now here's where we're coming at now. After this matter, pray ye our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, as it is in heaven. Now, guess what? Let's stop right there, right there. Please, let's stop right there. You don't pray your heavenly Father. Lord, you, you, you're talking to your heavenly Father. You're saying, Father, you have recognized he is your Father. He is your creator. He is the one that you're looking to, it says, with, uh, which is art in heaven. In other words, the, 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 the place in heaven is holy, sanctified, set aside. It ain't nothing. So you're saying, I want his will to be done on earth as it is in heaven. I want I, I, I want I want you to look at us and if I can't deal with nobody else, I want to be able to deal with you. Yes, I want to be able to deal with you, the Lord. I want your will. I want uh, the kingdom come, uh, I mean the uh, heavenly how heavenly is. I want it to be in my circle. Now, you can't judge and tell anybody about uh, their place, their surrounding. But what about your place? Now, let me ask you this. Would you have uh, certain things coming on the Internet, certain things you're looking at on television, and you wanted your house to be as heaven? You know heaven wouldn't have certain things that you— Well, brother, where well, you just getting so— religious on that and I just don't think okay well maybe you don't think but some of the things that you're doing that you are participating in is not listen to me not good it's not the things that you would want Christ to see 
No, 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 you wouldn't want him to see. Even though it with your subconscious mind know that he sees all. But you feel justified in certain things. Why? Because it's supposedly in the closed door. You're not trying to make it up as it is in heaven. You're not concerned about what it is in heaven. Then you're saying, Lord, I'm looking for your kingdom to come on earth as it is in heaven. So you're looking for God to bless your surrounding. You can't deal, as I say, you can't deal with the job. You can't deal with other folks' housing. You can't deal with this or that. But you can deal with your own home. Yes, you can deal with your home. You can have them with a mindset, with a mindset, a heavenly hope that if Christ was here, I can entertain him right now. It is not a problem. But now, if you got sin in the camp, you know that's not like heaven. So you really, uh, do you really want your household, uh, your surrounding, your automobile to be a heavenly place that the anointing of God come in it so strong. Listen, if we got in heaven, and let's say, and we had something in our life sinful, do you know the present? Every time that Moses, you, you, come on now, when Moses went to the mountain and he spoke to God, he come down and had to put a veil over his face. The holiness of God, the, the, the man, if we was trying to get our household, we worried about this. It's sad that some of you let your children do certain things in your house. You paying the real, you paying the bills, you paying the house note, you paying the utilities. You, but yet you know they are in sin, and it don't even phase you. It don't even phase you. You'll say now certain things. Now you might not let them drink or smoke. But then you know that they be watching certain things on TV. You know they be watching certain things on the Internet. And you allow it to happen. But you got to realize you need your home to be as it is in heaven. You need the anointing of God that when people come to your house, even when they roam, the conviction of the Holy Spirit will begin to come upon them and they will begin to repent and seek out God's will. It's just something about your house. Oh, I remember at one time having a house that even when my mother-in-law, way back, came to stay, she said, it's just something about your house. We get peace. You have a peace. You have a come. It's because at that time, we were spending much time with prayer. We were spending much time not watching certain things on television. We had a uh, um, a time to watch television and a time so everybody knew what we were doing. Nowadays, everybody got a, fo- a telephone. Uh, everybody got a uh, uh, internet in the houses and stuff, so they able to watch whatever, whenever. And then we are saying we dedicate this to Christ. Oh, brothers and sisters, let, let me go on. I'm, I'm spending too much time. And there, there are, it said, and give us this day our daily bread. Oh, no, we don't want no daily bread. 
and, and I tell you what, I, I'm going to stop at this next verse because you can read the whole thing. But I'm going to stop there because that's where I'm trying to minister on. Uh, but let's deal with this. Say, give us this day our daily bread. Do you know that we, got, we try to grab all we can get? Now, don't get me wrong. I believe that a believer, a saint of God, if you're working, you should give God his portion, and you should give yourself. You should have a savings. I think that's sad that the minister does not teach people about how to give to themselves and give to the Lord. Yeah, they put a bondage on it. Oh, you better pay your tithe. If you don't pay your tithes, you're going to Hades. You're going to be lost. You're cheating God. You're robbing God. Don't think you're going to get nothing from God. And they do all that, and they never, ever back up and say, you know what, brothers and sisters, you need to establish a budget in your home. You need to establish in giving uh, yourself in the home so that you all can have something. You ought to make it a point that every year go take your vacation. If you don't do nothing but just get together, drive the family to the uh, to the lake or whatever, whatever, whatever rocks your boat. I'm saying godliness. Uh, I think that every family, every family, as long as um, preacher told me this way back, way, way, way back, and and I can say that I did it. He said, Brother Ware, uh, when you, you married Sister Ware, he said you was willing to go and do anything. But now you got to do the same thing. Don't let one year go by that you all don't take a vacation. And he said, even if you ain't got no money but a little bit of money, just take that little bit of money, and if you don't do nothing but go on the outside of 285, uh, go to the lake or something and spend a little time and you all get your little hotel room, relax, and then come back home. Guess what? I can honestly say, and if she was alive today, she'll say regardless of what our relationship was, we did that every year. I, I'm, I'm going to have to go uh, take a break. I'll be back in a couple of minutes and I'm going to finish this and go somewhere else. God bless you. Praise the Lord, my friend. Brother Ware will return shortly. I would like to take a minute to invite you to pray for the believers walking in righteousness and minister Brother Ware. We thank you for listening and would be really grateful if you would let a friend know about the broadcast. If you would like to contact Brother Ware for a speaking engagement or any other correspondence, please call 404 293 7557. Again, if you would like to contact Brother Ware for speaking engagements, please call 404 293 7557. Please stay tuned until the end of the message for all contact information. We will be taking questions and comments in the second half of the broadcast. For questions and comments, we invite you to call 404 355 8699. That's 404 355 8699. And now, let's welcome back Brother Will.
God bless you. Truly, we thank God for you. We thank God that we are back. Amen. And we thank God for what the Lord is doing and how he's doing it. All right. I, I, I was I closed out uh, when I was talking about give us this day our daily bread. Now, listen, uh, a, a lot of us live like we living from now on. But the Bible says that if any man leave, he should, a man should leave an inheritance for his children. So the only way you can do that and just put a little bit aside, believers, whatever you giving yourself, I, I, I highly recommend that you give yourself 10%, just like I highly recommend you give God 10%, okay? You, don't, you can't pay God. I'm sorry. I know you hear preachers saying that. But you can't pay God. Everything you own belongs to God, okay? Belongs to the Most High. Belongs to Yahweh. Belongs to uh, Elohim. Belongs to Emmanuel, okay? I don't care how you fix it up. It, uh, 10% you should be willing to give because he has blessed you. He's the one that blessed you in order to get your income. Some of you got your stimulus. You didn't think about the Lord a bit more than nothing. You really didn't. You looked at that and said, thank you, Jesus. Uh, Thank you, Lord. And you got that and just went on a spinning. But that's between you and God. I'm not trying to deal with that. What I am saying, that what you should do, you should give God 10% and you should pay yourself at least from 5% to 10%, okay? And what you mean pay yourself? You should put uh, put that aside in a savings. Don't touch it. If you do have to get it and it's an emergency, you borrow it from it. And the first thing you do, make sure you give it back. I'm telling you, that's the way you need to do. And why you need to do that is because of the fact that believers, you you got to realize anything can happen. You can get sick and stay out a couple of weeks. And if you're living from paycheck to paycheck, it's going to be kind of difficult. But anyway, you need to do that. And then if something should occur, you got you have left a little funds for them that you left behind. All right. Now, here's where I'm trying to get to. The 12th verse, it says, forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Brothers and sisters, i never seen a time like I'm seeing now that, boy, believers, so-called saints, so-called Christians, so-called whatever you want to call yourself, born again, however, they are the most, they are the most condemning and selfish people that you want to meet. Oh, yeah. Yes, they listen to me. Listen to me. They are so bad. They, they want God to forgive them, but they want to send everybody to Hades. They, they want to send them to Hades. Why? Because of their action toward them. Listen, and I understand it's not easy. It's not easy. The Bible said, teaches us, while I'm in Matthew, let me, let me go there right quick. The, uh, Matthew's the uh, 18th chapter. Yeah, 18th chapter, and around the 21st verse. See, first of all, all right, 21st verse, 
it says, And Peter came unto him and said, Lord, how often shall my brother sin against me, and I forgive him till seven times of the word. Now you think about that. This man done used you. He done did this. He done did that. Seven times, Peter said, no, should it be seven times? And then he said, unto unto thee, seven times, uh, 70 times seven. Wait a minute. You mean to, man, hold up. That's just too much. But what the point that it was saying, not that you need to count 70 times, 744, Okay, and it it doesn't mean that. It means there should be no unhand. Other words, there should be no point to stop it. And oh, I understand. Wait a minute. Let's go a little further since I'm here. And then um, he said, "Therefore, the kingdom of heaven is likened unto a certain king, uh, which would, uh, uh, okay, a certain king, which would." take an account of the servant and when he and when he begun to reckon one was brought unto him and owe him ten thousand talents and but uh here's the problem the man came to the servant okay and he owed ten thousand and he went on and he said in but in so much that uh, and I pray thee, Lord, command him to be sold, and his wife and the children, and all had to pay to be made. And the servant therefore fell down, and uh, listen, he wept to the man. He fell down. He got all broken. God, don't do me like this. Don't do this. And saying, Lord, have, have, I want you to have patience with me. And I will pay all. Otherwise, if you just give me a little bit more time. Now, he began to cry out like that and began to touch the man's heart. And, and, and the Lord of his servant moved with compassion and loosed him and forgiven him and his debt. Now, okay, now here's this man that owed it. 10,000, and he was going to put everybody in bondage, going to make them work to the pay for it and so on. But the man said, just give me a little time. Have, have, and the man gave him passion. But now, he go to the same thing, same story. And in the, in the 28th verse, but the same servant went out and found one of his fellow servants who owed him a hundred pieces. That's just a little bit of what he had owed this. Now, he owed him a hundred pieces and laid hands on him and took him by the throat, saying, Pay me that thou owest. And his fellow's servant fell down at his feet and besought him, saying, have patience with me, and I will uh, pay thee all. And he would not, but when, and went and cast him 
into prison till and uh, say you gonna stay in prison till he should pay his debt. So when his fellow servant saw what he done, they were very sorrowful and came and told the Lord. Now guess what? Come on now. Let me let me let me let me fix it up for you according to my messed up reading. Here's what he's saying. Now, some of you that did a whole lot of mess, when I say a whole lot, I mean a whole lot of mess, and the Lord forgave you for your mess. But then time, you see somebody just do a little something. Just say, oh, now I got some folks that owe me money to this day. I got some that died owing me money. And these here is pastors. We ain't talking about just ordinary people. Uh, uh, the, we done, I done had two pastors to die owing X amount of dollars. And uh, I had to pray. I had to say, Lord, help me. Because when I seen them, when I see, saw them, I only thought about the money that they owe me and why they acting like, oh, brother, where? I ain't got your number, man. You don't change your number. They'll come up with some kind of excuse. And the thing start bothering me. But the Lord began to say, but brother, where? Look how much I gave you. And you weren't willing to give me nothing back. But I didn't do this for you. I, I had patience with you until you came under conviction, until you began to seek out God's will, God's way, and then you learned that it's a blessing to give back to God. But, 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 but you're looking at them because it was you, and then, and then they always uh, hate to say it, but they they said, well, you know, the Bible tells you, Brother Ware, uh, well, you know what, maybe I need to find that because, see, people just say, uh, that ain't that ain't right. Uh, in the book of uh, Luke, okay, in the book of Luke, uh, I've seen many preachers, uh, people use just out of context, okay? Luke 6, 35, and it says, uh, but love ye your enemy, and do good, and do good, and lend hoping for nothing again, for your reward shall be greater, and ye shall be the children of the Most High. For he that is kind unto thee, unthankful and to thee, God will deal evil. Now, wait a minute. Hold up. The scripture saying you give and don't look for it back anyway, brother. Well, don't look for it back. And if you're going to look for it back, then you gave in the wrong matter. But guess what? I don't heard them say that. But see, if they are, if we're talking about a believer, a believer is obligated as well to pay it back. Now, if they are a believer, that's what that's the key right there. If they are a believer, 
because the Bible teaches us, first of all, in Romans, the 13th chapter, amen, and around the 8th verse, it says, what? Owe no man anything but to love one another, for he that loveth another hath fulfilled the law. Wait a minute. He said, owe them nothing. So it's your job if you owe a saint, a believer, a however so-called Christian, it's for you to go forth and begin to show forth and to give that back. You listen to me, listen to me. When we read about Zacchaeus, when Zacchaeus was in the sycamore tree that we love to talk about, when he got converted, when the Lord said, Zacchaeus, this day I must abide at your house. Now, we don't know what happened in the conversation, but one thing we do know that uh, Zacchaeus had a different mindset. Oh, yes, he did. Yes, he did. He said, anything that I have took unlawful, I'm going to give fourfold back to him. Do you understand? This man had a conversion. How in the world can you say that you are a saint or believe? I don't care what name you want to hang on there. You know, we get so anointed, we want to hang a different title to make ourselves see, well, I am the children of Israel. I am the children of this. and All that don't mean nothing if you are not living by the word of God. And that's the problem that we see. Well, we get a scripture here and a scripture there. We want to prove that everybody else is wrong and we is right. But let me tell you something. When you owe somebody something, it's your job to do what? To forgive, give them back what you owe them. I don't care if he's a, a brother that you in their house. I don't care if it's a brother that you got this from. He could have gave you the, now, yes, it's his job not to want it back. Oh, yeah, that's what the Bible teaches me. The Bible says, lend, as we read, lend and don't look for it back. That's just one scripture. It's two or three other scriptures that will validate that they shouldn't look for it back. Because, see, that just know that, okay, bruh, uh, you got me now, but guess what? I got you. Because that's letting me know that you are not a brother. When you don't want to do that which God requires. Now, in, in the, uh, like, like we were saying in 13 and 8, it says, oh, no, man. So now, if I got 20, I'm just used, I use, if I got $100 for you, the best I can do is to offer it back, whether you tell me to keep it or not. As a brother with another brother, a brother with a sister, it's amazing how saints of God uses one another. And we expect for that other person to be more spiritual. We feel that that person owe me this. Why? Because I'm a brother. No, if you was a brother, a sister, you would give. You got to be in the mindset of the Bible said, let's go back to what we was reading the Bible tell t- you say what give. Uh, let me let me go back to it first of all, in 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 uh, in, in the prayer, uh, Matthew's where we first started out, Matthew six, and uh, it says 
What? It says, give us, uh, no, 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 12th verse. It says, for, forgive us of our debtors as we forgive our debt. So anything you want the Lord to forgive you, then you got to be willing to forgive. It's amazing. Now, now, I, I like I said, I don't know what's going on with the politician of the the governor that these peoples was accusing, and so on and so on. Only thing the Bible tells me, where well, he's not our governor. I pray for our president, our vice president, and our governor in South Carolina, and and I pray for those that when they meet in the Senate, God requires for me to do that. That's all I do. I'm not into politics, so I can't tell you. But I am obligated to pray for my leader. That's whoever I got in there as a leader. It's my job to pray. But let me say this, believers. When we're dealing with saints, we have to deal in another mentality. We can't just do them like you do sinners uh, that the mortgage your house uh, you got your house mortgage with this bank or that bank, and you don't know what them folks is, but you wind up paying them because you don't want to get put out. The same thing about the lights and the and the, uh, the gas or uh, the water, whatever that's going to you. You wind up paying them because you don't want to get put out, you see. And, and the Bible said that only thing you want to owe your brother is nothing but to love him. That's the scripture. That's the scripture that you can grab hold to and begin to look upon because of the fact that we are saints of God. We're leaving the foundation. We done left the foundation. We want to do what we want to do and justify it. I believe James, the uh, James the second chapter and around the eighth verse, it said, if you fulfill the royal law, Okay, according to the scripture. Now, what is the royal law? See, yes, Brother Webb believe in the Ten Commandments. Brother Webb teach the Ten Commandments. Brother Webb, but the royal law sums it up. That's what the royal law does. Now, let me tell you how it sums it up. Because the royal law says, if you fulfill the royal law, royal law according to the scripture, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. Ye do well, but if ye have respect to person and commit sin and are convinced of the law as a transgression. Listen, and I'm going to show you what, what transgression means in, in, in a minute. But, but I want to deal with this. The royal law, you should love your neighbor, that individual. So if I give that individual something, I, I want that individual to give to me back. You, you got what I'm saying? I, I, I don't want to give and, and try to say, well, guess what? That's their love. I ain't going to be in a problem that I got to pay him. He a, he a brother. He should wait. But wait a minute. You goes to the, to the other folks. You don't tell the light bill people. You don't tell the, the mortgage people. Well, y'all just got to wait because I just ain't got enough money. No, 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 no. You're going to try to give it back. Why? Because you don't want to be set out those, number one. Because, see, they don't have no compassion. 
They are not brothers and sisters. They are a cooperation of sinners that don't put their money together like the saints of God should be doing. We are saints of God. We should uh, we letting all kind of little di- different. Now, one thing I have, and it's sad to say, I have people's divide that don't even want to deal with me just because I might believe one little thing different and they can't prove their point when I say that I'm holding on to certain script. I think it's sad that that's what we done came to. So the power and the anointing of God cannot flow through. Go back and read the book of Acts when these brethren came together and they uh, divided the scripture. They discussed the scripture. Now, uh, this brother over here doing something, he got ten folk. This brother over here, he doing something, he got five. And the brother over here, and he got uh, five or ten or fifteen. And, and all of a sudden, we talking about, oh, but we teaching anointing. We teaching God's word. They don't want to be among this because we ain't cutting no corners. We ain't compromising. Wait a minute, wait a minute. And then you look over there and say, broad is the way. When you look at the world of church, yes, you can say broad is the way for what you know because really you're on the outside looking in. You don't really know. Uh, that just like anything else. They take a snipping and, and, and show it on TV and you say, well, they they just worldly folk because they ain't teaching them the gospel. But somebody got to be converted. Somebody got to be getting converted there if they wasn't. Now, they might not stay there. They may not stay there. They may get converted and leave. But the uh, bottom line, they were saying enough about Christ to cause them to repent of their sin. And while we sitting and running around condemning this group and that group, we ain't, nobody is getting converted. Check it out. You look at your lifestyle. Look at your lifestyle. How many peoples have repented and give their life to Christ and say, I want to walk, that's right. You know what we do? We go and get folks that's already been pulled out of sin. Yes, we don't deal with sinners. We we get folks that's already in a fellowship or might be half in and half out, and then we'll say, well, you half in and half out because you ain't got the truth. I got the truth. Oh, really? Oh, really? Where is your truth more than another? How is it that you're not even forgiving? Do you, listen to me, folks. Listen to me. I got people right now that don't want to talk to me because they see a little bit of difference and they can't get Brother Well to muffle down to believe what they are doing is right. And I'm standing on Scripture just like them. I'm not muffling down. I'm called, I'm chosen, I'm ordained by God. Yes, I done went through the same system. I done been, listen to me now, listen to me. I have been licensed in 1976. In 1980, I was ordained by means of God. I done went through these things. I done pastored church. I done did these things. I'm not doing saying all this to brag on Brother Well, but I'm saying it's just time out for these little bitty nitpicking stuff, and you can't forgive this brother, you can't forgive that brother 
because they ain't seeing it the way you see it. And you might, that brother might could help you to get forth to where you are trying to get to. But because you are not surrendering all, because you are caught up in yourself trying to be something that you ain't, it's obvious you ain't, and you're going to stand before God, and God's going to tell you that, you know what, you didn't obey. You obeyed a little bit. You know, uh, a sister told me, she said that, uh, and, and I believe the sister really loved the Lord. She said, you know, it's amazing. I know four brothers, and them brothers got some truth. They got some real cold, hard truth. And they say, it's amazing how they are allowing the enemy to cause them to sw- uh, 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 swallow a camel and scring out their net. It's just little bitty stuff, little bitty stuff that they this other brother don't see, and they want to condemn, and then they'll, talk, they'll get their group and preach against the very thing that the other brother don't believe. So guess what? They want to feel justified within their self. And brothers and sisters, I think it's sad. Now, why I think it's sad? It ain't sad because it's, it, it's uh, not for Brother Ware or whatever. It's sad when we can't even see what the Word of God is saying. Now, listen, as I say, the royal law, not only the royal law, let's, let's move a little further. Over in uh, Peter, uh, pe- people know that Brother Ware going here, and I'm going to make sure you get it, too. The Bible says this. In the first epistle of John, it says, uh, every man that is purified, uh, every man that has this hope in him, purify himself even as he is pure. Now, uh, uh, whosoever commit sin, transgress also the law, for sin is the transgression of the law. You want to know what sin is? Sin is when you want to transgress and do your own thing. Listen, sin is when you don't recognize the commandments of God. That's what the Bible is telling you. That's the only thing God wrote to you in his own finger, and there is no uh, eraser. No, ma'am, no, sir. And, and I'm telling you in closing, folks, if you really want to get it together and be that anointed man of God, and be the vessel that God have called you to be, you got to forgive other people. You can't hold on to what you believe and think that, oh, I'm going to do it my way or no way. Guess what? God is blessing everybody. In closing, I thought about the, the sooner, uh, when, when uh, uh, well, my time running out, but I, but I was thinking about how this young girl was a slave in Naaman's house, but she was humble herself and told her, said, my master can be, he can be cleansed if he do go to the man of God. You know what? It's sad that we are not willing to humble ourselves, holding things in our heart for people. Father, I thank you. Father, I praise you. Father, I honor you in all that you're doing. I ask you to bless sanctify that person, purify that person, that they may walk in that which you have called them to do. 
in the name of Jesus the Christ. I thank you. Believers, I tell you what, we are believing God for greater and bigger things in him. Oh, yes, we would love to hear from you. Uh, to those of you that have questions and want to uh, uh, get an answer uh, from the scripture, you can call me at 404-293-7557. That's 404-293-7557. Or, if you would, visit our website, amen, and, and, and look at some of the things that we have did on the website and how that it can be a blessing is brother where dot brother james where i'm sorry brother james we would love for you to come and visit the website that's brother james and we would love for you to tune in on us on a saturday from 12 to 1 on facebook amen we have a teaching we would love to hear from you on that I'm telling you, it be a blessing in these last and evil days. I want you to know the Lord is going to deliver. He's going to bless you for a higher heights because you're delighting yourself in the Lord and not in a denomination. Brother Ware is saying, as I always say, you don't have the problems you think you have. All you need is more faith. In my Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. God bless you. Praise the Lord. I pray that the message that you just heard was an eye-opener and a blessing to you. If you would like to hear this message and many of our other messages, please log on to our website, brotherjamesware.org. That's brotherjamesware.org. Now, if you have a desire to contact Brother Ware for special prayer or just to be a blessing to our program, you may write a letter to P.O. Box 232, Easley, South Carolina, 29641. That's Brother James Ware, P.O. Box 232, Easley, E-A-S-L-E-Y, South Carolina, 29641. Please include the station that you heard him on. And remember, we are praying that you grow to higher heights and a deeper depth in the Lord. Remember, Ephesians 1.18. May the Lord bless you.